Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I was sent an article the other day entitled, What Do Liberals Want to Say to Conservatives? Wow, well, that kind of piqued my interest. It was written, uh, this article was written by Tom Robinson of Quora.com. And, you know, as I read it, I don't know if he really represents liberals very well. Because let me show you. He says, he starts out by saying, as a certified liberal, I have something that I want to say to my fellow Americans who support the GOP. I think that I actually understand you better than you might imagine. I don't think that your conservatism makes you a racist, a misogynist, or any other kind of bigot. When you hearken back to the America of 60 years ago, I I know that you aren't talking about bringing back Jim Crow or banishing women from the workplace. The truth is that there was a time when things were simpler for the average American. There was a, a day when someone with a high school education could get a good, solid factory job that would allow them to raise a family and build a home with the peace of mind that comes with financial security. Nowadays, all of those factory jobs are disappearing, and it seems that everyone's value is now tied to a college education that is increasingly more and more unaffordable, which ends up meaning that the children of the simpler time are now often trading in the last of their own security to buy their children the chance of greatness that was once open to all Americans free of charge. I actually feel a real kinship to many of the working class Americans who voted for Trump. I know that I probably look like a total elitist to some with my constant twaddling about with fancy vocabulary, but I can promise you that these narratives are always a deception. I always know that you are not the dumb sheep that the press too often makes you out to be, which is why I'm not going to tell and try to tell you who to vote for. And especially by trying to tell you that it's in your own best interest or anything like that. That's BS. And I know it as well as you do. I can understand why you feel abandoned by the Democratic Party. I admit I, that, that I am also disappointed with the failure of the Democrats to focus on the issues facing working class Americans. At the same time, I think that it is our responsibility as adults to face the difficult truths of our world. Simply put, we can't bring back the American economy of the 1950s. Automation is an unstoppable force. Who, uh, who, who you vote for will make no difference in the end to the changes happening in our economy. Similarly, Donald Trump does not have the power to save the coal industry. Technology is changing faster than ever before, and pushing back against it will, at best, merely delay what will ultimately be a larger crash for the working class. I believe that the American people are best served not by wishing we could turn back the clock that seems continually to be uh, speeding up, but by looking forward to the world that is being created and planning for it. Times are changing, and we need to be ready to change with them. We need to build a healthy economy so that our children and our grandchildren can thrive as well. 
It is unacceptable, in my view, that the youth of both today and tomorrow should be expected to enter child or adulthood with the crippling burden of college debt already weighing on their shoulders. I believe that what the Rust Belt needs to uh, needs is not for the government to try to draw out dying industries so that the the pain of the collapse can be felt by our children instead of ourselves, but rather for new industry to invest in their future so that their population will again be able to find those jobs that will give them the financial security that they so justly crave. I believe anyone who says that if you vote for him, he will save your factory job is a dishonest huckster promising what he doesn't have the power to provide. I know that no party is perfect, but I am of the opinion that these issues are best addressed at present by the Democrats, which is is part of why I'm going to be voting Democrat this November. I, I leave it to you to make your own decisions, but I advise you be cautious when dealing with the narrative of the right. The president stated in a recent uh, op-ed piece that the Democrats are trying to turn America into Venezuela which shows how little he actually grasps of economic vision and agenda. I really believe that the government ought to use what power it has to support the American people and make sure that every American, once again, has access to financial security. Also, I thought I may be one uh, one man. Please know that I don't hate you and, and either do many uh, other uh, liberal Americans like me, I am deeply disappointed, uh, revolted even, with s- some of the things that some conservatives have opted to support. But I also know the difference between some and all. I am ready to be countrymen again, united by the bonds of community that span the divide between our representative views. We we don't have to agree. You don't have to agree with me about everything. Uh, to be welcomed to the conversation. I invite any interested parties to voice their um, dissent, though I ask you to to show me the same civility that, that I've shown you. Uh, and and he goes on, he says, says, I love you, America, despite our occasional um, dis- uh, differences. So this <laughs> this article... Basically saying he wants to have more discord. He wants to to have that conversation, which I am all about. I am always for open and honest communication. The problem is oftentimes liberal, liberals are not, and they don't share his same views that that conservatives aren't bigots and, and, and misogynists and, and all anything with an ist at the end, right? And 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 to show that, I present another article that I think really shows a lot more about how the, the the majority of liberals think about conservatives. So here it is. And this is this comes from Walter uh, Rain, and he, he writes for uh, aninjustmag.com. And uh, his, his article is entitled, Conservatives are Wrong About Everything, and We Have to Tell Them So. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, he, he starts out by saying, conservatives love authoritarianism. They love being told what to do. As for me, 
I despise being told what to do. I also dis- uh, despise telling people what to do. <laughs> no, let me stop here. Except liberals want government to tell them what to do. But he says he despises that. Uh, he will now proceed to tell liberals what to do. <laughs> so here's, here, here he continues. All my life, I've tried to convince stupid people that their idiotic beliefs and behaviors were self-destructive. I've had confidence in the language. I've had faith in the ability of my fellow ma- human being to um, perceive the, the correct course of action uh, when presented with the evidence. That faith has been shattered, he says. Now I know that even if you present the evidence flawlessly, conservatives still make the worst decisions possible. The, the self-destructive philosophy of conservatives doesn't just destroy their lives. It destroys our community. It destroys our planet. It erodes our freedoms. It has a severe negative impact on the lives of our children. Radical people have to push aside their their disinclination to take on the the mantle of authority and and recognize that if we don't start speaking out, the whole world is going to burn. Republicans are more interested in sticking it to the libs than doing what's right. If you offer a conservative a choice between, say, vanilla ice cream, a cone, and hitting themselves in the face with a hammer, you'd think the selection would be easy. Unfortunately, in practice, the conservative screams out, quote, give me the hammer, you stupid liberal, I'll show you. And then they smash themselves in the face. It's tempting to laugh. But the, but the worst part about it all is that when the conservative embarks on self-destruction destructive behavior, it creates even more problems for decent, hardworking people. First, they collapse to the ground. You have to call for a medical team. You have to clean up the blood. And when they do this all, all across the country, the price of medical care goes up. When their idiot relatives hear there's been an accident, they come driving to the hospital in their gas-guzzling pickup trucks and create a gas shortage. <laughs> I have to stop here. I, I know when I was reading this, I, I, I'm, I was probably thinking the same thing that you're thinking right now. This has got to be not real. This has got to be something like tongue-in-cheek or, you know, uh, a Babylon Bee type thing. Nope. I went ahead and read some of his other articles and some other things that he's put out. He is completely serious here. Okay. I know it sounds funny, but he's completely serious. Everything, everything conservatives do uh, make the world worse for everybody. That's the crux of it, he says. Their idiocy has a price that decent, hardworking people have to bear. Okay. So conservatives can't be decent or hardworking according to him here. Conservatives love to do what they're told. Conservatives love this bizarre fixation on authoritative father figures. They like Westerns. Oh no, (laughs) they like Westerns. They like the idea of a stoic frontier uh, sheriff who who doesn't say much, but, but who comes riding in from the ranch to correct wrongs that uh, when, when they happen, you know, 
When somebody commits a crime, they round up a posse, chase down the first person they see, and make sure that individual that that individual is hung from the neck until dead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what all conservatives believe. <laughs> that's what's called American justice. This is the frontier ideal. Films like Dirty Harry are blatant examples of vigilante justice, yet that's exactly the type of thing conservatives cheer for. Forget about due process, just make my day. <laughs> or maybe, maybe I, I, I could throw in here, maybe we just want justice and not letting criminals run free, which is, of course, what liberals are for. This philosophy stems out of a misunderstanding of a violent past, he says, that that's become so idolized, we don't even recognize that our mental image of America history, American history never truly existed. Conservatives spend their lives grasping at straws, and they labor to make their macho fantasy a reality. All they end up achieving is to turn over all our fundamental freedoms to the next generation of oppressors. Conservatism involves respect for all kinds of legitimate authority figures. This includes respect for religious authority and for government leaders. It establishes men as the leaders within families and ascribes a subordinate role for women. Okay, how can you be so wrong on on just that point alone. I mean, it is liberals that want to give up their freedoms to experts and regulating bureaucrats. Right? Am, I, am, I, am I right? And yet, it's anyway, let's proceed. Indeed, recent research has shown that respect for dominant white men is a significant predicator of support for Trump. <laughs> I'm surprised he used the word Trump. They usually, you know, call him orange man or bad or whatever. Uh, and, and he says, researchers uh, referred to this phenomenon as support for the uh, the uh, heteogenic male. <laughs> he says that, that, that if, if you support Trump, um, then, then you support uh, elections, even when controlling for, for um, uh, sexism. Uh, naivism, homophobia, and xenophobia. Now, <laughs> so I guess the test here is that if if you're trying to test somebody, see if they're a conservative. Well, if they're sexist, that they're a homophobe, if they're xenophobic, uh, then they're conservative, right? Wow. Republicans hate nonviolent men, he continues. I believe most liberals tend to fall into the category of the less assertive man. Well, duh, liberals are smart enough to recognize that physical conflict is a high-risk, low-reward scenario in the majority of cases. I know from personal experience that I am more inclined to be less assertive. Shocker. However, I grew up in a conservative area. I've been the victim of conservative conditioning. Conservatives are uh, subtly taught that some behaviors are just asking for a violent response. Even now, I uh, observe the behavior of my fellow liberals as sometimes 
and sometimes wonder how they get through the day without getting attacked. Of course, by conservatives, right? I'm ashamed to say that I simply don't recognize how much I'd been conditioned to rely on the uh, intimidating physicality until I met my wife, who has zero tolerance for that kind of behavior. I remember watching the way my dad used to use his physicality and and intimidate my mother. He used that physicality and, and intimidation in, in, in intimidation on waiters and salespeople. He used to intimidate me and my siblings. We all grew up thinking that this simply was the way that men should behave. I tried to never intimidate my wife or my children physically. At the same time, when we're out in public and some rampaging group of lawless Trump supporters... <laughs> Because they go around, you know, all these different restaurants and they just, you know, try to to beat up on liberals. Uh, Starts berating us for speaking in Spanish. That's, well, uh, that's what I go to. My wife encourages me to puff up in those situations. Just because I'm a liberal doesn't mean I'm going to roll over and allow conservative monsters to mess with my wife and children. This is the reality in which conservatives must be made aware. Liberals aren't weak and liberals aren't unassertive. We've just run the numbers and know the risks. We know a better way to behave, but we're willing to scrum in self-defense if you give us no other choice. The idiotic and misplaced confidence of aggressive authoritarian conservatives is infuriating. They're bullies. They're ignorant fools. Who haven't had any idea how much they risk. They put us all at risk constantly, and I'm sick of it. Rational thinking works better, but it has to be a fair system. My inclination in life is always to lay out a clear argument and trust people to make the right choice. Of course, <laughs> of course, the right choice is his choice here, right? I mean, he's he's laying out, you know, all of the the choices for you, but he's gonna he he's he's definitely going to um, get, trust that you are going to choose his choice, which of course is the right choice. Experience has taught me this doesn't work. <laughs> You don't choose the right choice. Oh, no. It becomes extremely frustrating as a liberal to try to defend concepts like a free democracy only to watch the whole country repeatedly vote against its own (laughs) self-interest. All right. So show me where liberals care about free democracy. I mean, that's like the opposite of what a liberal likes. They don't like free democracy. They want a bureaucrat telling them what to do, or they want an expert to tell them what to do. And it's a baby state that they're pushing for. All right. What we have to understand is that the problem isn't with democracy, he says. The problem is we live in an authoritarian state where elections are rigged to favor radical right-wing ideas. Okay, so so because we live in a country that is so conservative, and, and, it's, and it's more conservative than, than liberal as a whole. We now live in an authoritarian state where elections are rigged. Just because elections don't go your way, it's all rigged now? Doesn't, doesn't that really make him an election denier? 
He's getting pretty close anyway, right? It's worth being clear about this, he says. The GOP is becoming an authoritarian party pushing for authoritarian policy agenda. There are many kinds of authoritarian systems and many ways to become one of them. In the United States, the threat that looms is a slide into the scholars call competitive authoritarian, authoritarianism, a system that still holds elections, but under profound unfair conditions that systematically favor one side. That, um, that process of one party stacking the deck in its favor over the course of years isn't unique. We've seen it in countries across the world in recent years, in places as diverse as Hungary and Turkey, Venezuela, court packing, gerrymandering, voter restriction America. Okay. Court packing, that's a liberal supported idea. Gerrymandering is a liberal tactic and voter restriction is a liberal tactic. I don't see how that's a conservative thing, but let's move on. The United States is already a system of competitive authoritarianism. We've seen the highlighted you know, we've seen this highlighted in recent times. When the Republicans win an election, they're fine with it. When they lose, they scream foul for years. Fabricate uh, um accusations of fraud, and even go so far as to pick up weapons and march on the Capitol. Okay, what weapons were used at the at on January 6th? This is what he's referring to. And really, the only ones that I saw with any kind of weapon were Antifa. Liberals don't, don't do th- this even when there actually is evidence of fraud. Okay, so <laughs> Stacey Abrams still calls herself the governor of Georgia, even though she lost the election. Hillary Clinton doesn't claim any election fraud, right? (laughs) I mean, come on, how off base could you be here? In a way, he continues, we're as much to blame for the the, the deplorable state, it's interesting to use that word, uh, of things as the conservatives. Liberals let the conservative browbeat us into inaction with flawed accusations about how we don't live by our principles. So much for the tolerant left, they say. We have to recognize that all their arguments are completely absurd. When a law is clearly broken, it is not a political witch hunt to hold those lawbreakers accountable. It's just good practice. Okay, let's stop here for a second. Except in the States where there are Democratic governors, right? Letting out 30% of those in prison out of jail, okay? We have states, Oregon, Washington are great. Are two great examples. They're letting out hundreds of people, just let them out of jail. They're, they're with, without any kind of, of hearing or anything like that half the time. It is terrible what is happening. So you cannot say that's a conservative thing. That is a liberal thing. Or how about how about George Soros uh, elected DAs that don't prosecute Antifa writers or anyone else that claims to be a liberal? But, you know, George must be a conservative, right? He continues and says, liberals spend all their time fretting over blowback. Oh, if we use the nuclear option and get rid of the filibuster, the Republicans will do uh, that the next time that they have 50 seats. 
I hear this idiotic argument a lot, he says. The fact of the matter is that it's nonsensical to assume the Republicans will refrain from a power grab just because the Democrats did. Seriously, what what has happened in the last few decades to make your uh, make you presume any other outcome other than Republican overreach is possible? Again and again and again. Anytime the Republicans have a uh, opportunity to push through some regressive policy against the will of the American people, they do not hesitate. Meanwhile, feckless Democrats still think the the way is to maintain adherence to some non-existent ideological dream of bipartisanship. <laughs> right. Take a look at the la- all the last major legislation and see if any Republicans have voted for it. That's not bipartisan. Why would the Republicans, he says, settle for bipartisanship? They can get anything they want by ramming their their ignorant ideas through. The worst part is, he says, when they do so, they are never made to pay the consequences. When these ideas inevitably lead to disaster, we have to pay the consequences. Our children have to pay the consequences. Okay. So... We are not paying the consequences of liberal policy right now with skyrocketing inflation or record crime rates or even employment, an employment crisis that's going on right now. He continues by saying conservative ideas don't work. They're a mess. They've been def, uh, defining America since Reagan and probably before, and they've lied to hopeless um, dystopia of our nation has become. Get it through your head. And he puts this in all caps. We haven't been following a liberal agenda. It has been a conservative agenda this whole time, and it has failed. <laughs> Even though we had none of these terrible things happening during the the during President Trump's tenure. Hmm. Interesting. He continues to say, entitled conservatives thinking leads to dumb laws that undermine everything. The most recent example of idiotic conservative thinking can be seen by the leak uh, indicating the Supreme Court is poised to overturn Roe versus Wade. And this is written right before that happened, of course. With all the problems facing the world in our country, this is the thing they are fixed on? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Innocent life is what we are concerned about as conservatives. Climate change literally represents an abortion of the whole world, but conservatives insist that's not real. Okay, well, then show me proof it is real. Meanwhile, he says, we have to listen to their their sanctimonious babble about how much they care about human life provided uh, in in, in uh, remains unborn, silent, and and imprisoned in the room. <laughs> and I would say that we care about the, about those unborn lives long after they're born as well. The blunt stick conservative approach to everything is what's ruined the world. Got a door that sticks? Kick it down. You don't agree with the election result? Attack the Capitol. Your wife or girlfriend recognizes you're a loser and she wants to leave you? Get her pregnant and criminalize abortion. None of these strategies is moral, not to mention that none of them will even work. (laughs) And I'd say, or are even conservative strategies. 
Come on, seriously. But conservatives always disregard evidence when it comes against what they want to believe. At the end of the day, the only result of criminalizing abortion will be as follows. More abortions, more women dying uh, during childbirth, more women are incarcerated and harassed by for miscarriages. Okay, let me stop right there. Is there a single, single state that is saying that they're going to incarcerate people who have miscarriages? Absolutely not. Undermining the legitimacy of the Supreme Court, he says, undermining all established laws that have been um, uh, that, that have been precedented by um, uh, by the Supreme Court in the past. Criminalizing abortion is a uh, colossally stupid move. No decent American should want any of those things to happen in our country. But it's likely to happen because our elections have been rigged to favor lying, cheating, regressive conservatives who care nothing about the rules. <laughs> conservatives are wrong about everything, and we have to tell them so. In the United States, people like to sit around and brag about how much they hate math. Oh, I don't talk uh, math. No math in this column. That's too much math for this news report. But why don't they try wiping their smirk off their face that's left over from their stupid math joke and take a moment to recognize how they're undermining their own autonomy? Um, well, maybe he might want to do the math on, you know, maybe things like liberal ideas like climate change or electric vehicles. In the United States, we're, we're told to be respectful of other people's opinions, he says. We're told to say things like, agree to disagree. No! If somebody's got an ignorant opinion, that's not based on any kind of factual evidence and can't be supported by real-world examples, then I don't respect that opinion. In fact, anyone who doesn't respect that opinion is, is uh, anyone who does respect that opinion is committing an act of aggression that's probably going to come back and cause harm to my children. So what are you saying here? In other words, if you don't agree with, with him, then you should be silenced. He goes on to say, conservative thinking is uneducated and oppressive. It's designed to steal our freedoms. It's designed to undermine our autonomy. Conservative thinking doesn't work and it only creates more problems. All my life, I've been the one guy to excel in the classroom filled with 29 conservative losers who urinate on the floor and throw spitwads at the teacher. Oh, you're actually reading the assignment? What a loser, is what he says they told him. Somehow, all of these incompetent frauds have grown up to become politicians and Supreme Court justices who have been empowered to write idiotic legislation and, and threats to destroy our whole society and maybe the whole human race. Conservatives have, have shown a decades-long commitment to a path of authoritarianism and oppression. They break the rules. Liberals can no longer afford to be polite or to say nothing. It's time we made conservatives responsible for cleaning up their own mess. You can't lead conservatives by example. They break the laws. We agreed to together and turn around to laugh at you behind your back when you try to set a good example by following them. I'm not saying that liberals should break the rules, but we absolutely have to hold conservatives responsible for their stupid, regressive, backwards thinking whenever we encounter them. Don't let them spread their 
ignorant message around the dinner table. Don't let them spread it at work. Don't let them spread it at the gas pump. And don't let them spread it on local news. Call them out. America society needs to be taught to recognize that conservative thinking has orchestrated our near destruction as a, as a civilization. Stop being courteous to them. They're wrong and they're hurting us. That's how he concludes it. And all of this from a very loving liberal. That is what I subscribe is more of the liberal thinking and what they want conservatives to know. You, you may agree with that. You may agree that the, the, the first one is more. I, I would love to hear from you. You can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.